And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Astrology Did Not Change My Life. I'm Still That Bitch, hosted by your girl, Plutonian Aquarius. Thank you again, everybody, for tuning in for another episode. And I just want to take a minute to again extend my gratitude to all the people that have been listening to me thus far. And right now, this is episode number seven. And I can't believe that I've been just making all of these podcasts for over a little over a month and a half. And I remember a couple months ago, this was just a faraway dream. I didn't even know where to begin, where to start. And then all of a sudden, I just woke up one morning and decided, yep, now is the time. Now or never. And here we are. And (laughs) it still feels like a dream. The fact that it's so easy for me to just pick up my microphone, record, talk about just one of these topics that I am just so, so, so passionate about to the point that it's all I can really talk about half the time. Realistically, if you told me that I could talk about astrology for the rest of my life, I would not be disappointed or unhappy at all. And I am very hard to please. (laughs) So again, this, uh, it just feels like, it still feels like a dream, really. And I still can't believe that there's so many people that want to listen to me and my obnoxious voice. Thank you again. And I can't thank anybody enough, really, to be honest, to all of my listeners. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I got a little bit sappy there. But ugh, I hate I hate doing this part because I'm really bad at promoting myself. Um, it's the Aquarius sun. I'm very I don't like to be in the spotlight half the time and to shamelessly promote myself. But I'd really appreciate it if you like my podcast to follow me on Instagram. It's just my um, it's just the handle that I use on my po- on my podcast. It's Plutonian Aquarius. I don't really post that much other than whenever there's a new episode and I'm releasing a video to go along with it. So if you haven't seen any of the promo videos, I suggest that you do. Um, And you can find those promo videos on my on, on the Instagram page, just Plutonian Aquarius. It's honestly just the cover art that I release for each episode, just animated and... It goes along the lines of the humor that I like. (laughs) So I'd really appreciate it. And if you could just also leave a comment on the episodes that you do like, or even the episodes that you don't like, and you have something to tell me that you disagree with. I am more than open to feedback, constructive feedback, or even options for discussion. Because I, again, at the end of the day, I'm still just a student of astrology. I don't think I'll ever be a full-fledged astrologer because I think there's always so much that you can be learning in this vast, vast field. So if I'm wrong about something, let me know because I want to know and learn more. And again, I don't think I'll ever stop learning about astrology. Something that I will continue till the day I die. So please, please follow me. Ugh, I don't like that. I, I, um, it'll never settle well with me. But again, if I don't put myself out there, then how am I supposed to get noticed? A thought just popped into my head. I hope you guys realize that all of the babies that are on all of my cover art for all the episodes is me. Little fetus me. So it'd be really funny if somebody actually approached me asking for compensation for using them or baby pictures of them for my own benefit. That would be very funny. I'd be like, ah, I've, I have a doppelganger. I knew it. I knew it. But um, if there is a doppelganger of me, please, please reach out to me. I'm lonely. It'd be nice. Although, actually, I think it'd be weird to see somebody that looked exactly like me. And I already have a bit of body dysmorphia, so I don't know how I feel about that. 
Huh. Hey, maybe my doppelganger has a better sense of self-confidence than I do. So if you're out there, please be my friend. Could you imagine a doppelganger that doesn't even want to be your friend? Huh. Hey, isn't that Vampire Diaries? Yeah, it totally is. That's right. I was also a Vampire Diaries girl. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wattpad and Vampire Diaries. That's right. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine um, how interesting my mind really is. <laughs> uh, oh. Also, I think during this week, I actually ended up having a conversation. It was more so us catching up with a friend. A conversation I had with a friend where we were just catching up and we were talking about, and I mentioned this in the first episode too, that there seems to be a need for people to have, I guess, a sense of, well, wellness. And there's so many resources out there, but, but because the wellness community is so vast and also has a bad reputation of taking advantage of people really. But yet the benefits of so many wellness activities are so, so beneficial, but it seems like you can only have access to them again, if you're privileged and if you have money, it's not fair, right? Like yoga, yoga classes are meant for, well, the rich, the uber rich and the bougie. And so I don't even go around telling people that I practice yoga so that they don't see me in that way. Because, again, I am not that person. But the benefits of yoga are immense. But why should it only be given to those who already have a lot in life? And that's not fair. And the same goes with, well, astrology, with Reiki. But a lot of the free resources out there, too, especially for astrology, aren't necessarily the most helpful. And... It seems like there's an ulterior motive where they're trying to, again, self, self-promote or they want you to go and get a reading or pay for more features on their website. <sighs> and so that's why this podcast was necessary. And I, again, want to emphasize that I really am not profiting off of these, really. And if anything... I like I do do readings as well, but it seems readings take quite a bit of time for me. And so that's why I haven't really opened up to the public that I do do birth chart readings as well. But I only really do birth chart readings for well, if a close friend approaches me. And so long story short with this whole spiel, I I really wanted to emphasize that. For me, it's just important that these podcasts do what it's meant to do. And it's just, it acts as a guide, really, and a reference tool for people to start off if they want to get into astrology. And so if you have, if you know other people around you that are still struggling to kind of set their foot into astrology, but they've always been interested, please send them my way to my podcast, really. And so I hope that at the end of the day, my little spiels and me talking to myself really kind of makes a difference for somebody. Again, I already have a career where, or I already have my constant source of income. So these, I'm again, I'm not profiting off of these. And <laughs> I, I don't know why I keep pushing that I am not making money off of this, as if that'll make you <laughs> trust a random stranger on the internet. But I hope that I can at least build some trust in my listeners because to have, again, like I mentioned before, it's a lot of responsibility to know all of these astrology concepts and to actually do bar chart readings for people. So I want you all to understand that it's a big responsibility that I take very, very seriously. So yeah. Thank you for always listening to my intros to the people that have been, or unless you've been fast forwarding, then you do you, boo. <laughs> no, no judgment. I get it. Today's episode will be about Mars signs. 
Mars, Mars, Mars. <laughs> it's going to be the last episode in terms of the Personal Planet series. And again, like I mentioned several times before, that the personal planets are very important when it comes to your personality. I'm not going to stop talking about all the other planets because we still have at least four more after this. But those planets don't necessarily directly affect your personality personality the same way that these other planets that I've just been talking about do. There is one more. It's not necessarily a planet. It's more so the nodes of the moon. That's the north and the south node. That's another really important aspect when it comes to your personality. But it's not a planet. I will talk about that too after I'm done talking about all the planets. And again, I have years worth of content on the back burner. So I don't think I'll be stopping anytime soon. I will always have content. And again, if there's something that you guys want to hear more of, even though it's early on, just leave a comment. Again, <laughs> on the Instagram page under any of the videos. I will be looking at them because, you know, I don't really have a lot of followers. <laughs> so I will get direct messages. Moving on to the actual main content. In last week's episode, I talked about the Venus sign. And I find that the Mars sign, similar to the Venus sign, is also quite misunderstood and actually quite ignored by a lot of us. And I'll get into that later on. And so remember how I was talking about how the sun and the moon are counterparts to each other? The sun is the divine masculine and the moon is known as the divine feminine. And the Venus and Mars signs also share that same relationship where Venus and Mars are actually counterparts to each other. So Venus, the planet of beauty, of love, of harmony, it's a very feminine energy. And now Mars is the opposite of that because it is the counterpart. And so you can see that Mars represents more so the masculine characteristics in our chart. Not the same way as the sun, because again, the sun is the divine masculine. And so, as I've been doing for all the other episodes, I'm going to get into the mythological origins of Mars. And so, Mars is the name, is the Roman name, but the Greek counterpart name is actually Aries. A-R-E-S. Not Aries as an A-R-I-E-S, the sign. But honestly, it's still the same energy because Mars rules over the sign of Aries. And so Aries is the god of war. Maybe I'm pronouncing it wrong. Huh. Ares? Ares? Maybe it's Ares. I think it's Ares. Oh, <laughs> If I'm wrong, leave a comment. And Aries, I'm just going to say Aries for simplicity's sake. Being the god of war, he was also the husband of Aphrodite, which, again, represents Venus in our chart. And so Mars balanced out everything that Venus is. And so while Venus being the planet of grace, of loveliness, Mars is more so how we take charge, how we take action. It's the primal instinct within us. And so Aries was actually the god of war, as I mentioned. I, god of war. And so you can see that to be the god of war, you've got to be kind of angry and determined and, well, just a raging ball a fire of just passionate energy and drive. Because it's hard to win wars. Well, I mean, it's hard to win battles, let alone wars. And so you have to be very strategic and determined again, like I mentioned. And have that drive at the end of the day and that stamina to continue through with a war. Because as we've seen, through multiple wars in our... <laughs> Again, in all of our history classes, wars really, really take a toll on everybody around you. 
And so to simplify it all, really, Mars is that drive, that passionate drive within you that leads you to achieve your goals. It's that fire underneath your ass, really, that pushes you forward to go out and take take the world by the horns and uh, make it your bitch. <laughs> that was actually one of my favorite sayings growing up. And so, yeah, as you can see, there's a reason why I named my podcast the title that it has. But essentially, Mars is the drive that lets us go about and conquer our dreams, really. And at the end of the day, it seems like a lot of us, a lot of us ignore our dreams and the things that, well, light us up. Because with, with the way that a lot of us maybe, at least I am very, very guilty of this, a lot of us are told that maybe our dreams aren't realistic or we have, we have other responsibilities that are more important are more important more important and so our dreams end up taking the back burner. And so when we let go of our passions and passions also encompass desires we kind of let go of the fire within us that lights us up. Because we're so focused on what other people want. Well, what other people expect from us. That we kind of forget to listen to our own inner voice. And, well, we wake up one morning and we realize that nothing really seems to bring us joy. And that's what happens when you ignore your Mars sign. And... Because Mars represents this primal, instinctual desire within us, traditionally Mars within your chart represents your anger. And so that's another thing. Most of the time, most of the times, I'm stuttering a lot. Sorry, guys. Most of the times we're told that anger is a negative emotion that has to be repressed. And so out of judgment, and again, out of societal expectations and the messages that we've been taught and fed as a child, right? Because early, early experiences really mold our perceptions of not only, of not only the world, but of, uh, of ourselves, really. They teach us that, well, at least I was told, but this is a common pattern that I've noticed around people, well, people around me as well, that anger and, well, negative emotions like anger have to be repressed and they shouldn't be released and expressed, even though it is a human thing to have emotions and that the only way to really be a healthy, functional individual is to be able to express our emotions in a safe and healthy manner. And really healthy means that we're able to we're able to have an outlet for our anger. And that's the same way with our moon sign, where a lot of the times we ignore our emotions. And so you can see that the moon sign is also very instinctual and primal energy because emotions are instinctual. You can't really control it. And that's the same way with the Mars sign, with anger. Anger is a very instinctual thing. And that's why when we're ignoring our Mars sign, we can be very, very angry and not even understand why. I have a very personal, personal relationship with anger. I've had to deal with my anger or had to learn how to deal with my anger in a healthy manner throughout the years. And a lot of it had to do with the fact that I didn't have a healthy outlet for my anger because I was told that anger is a negative emotion that should not be expressed. When in reality, anger is a good thing. Because anger, again, it lights up that fire under your ass and pushes you to go out there and achieve your desires. And so when we ignore our anger and we repress it completely, it can manifest in very negative 
well, negative ways. And it can be, it can manifest as, well, mental illness. Or sometimes it can manifest as having an overreactive response to really small things. And I was more on that side of um, anger mismanagement, where by trying to control my anger, I ended up actually creating more scary responses to my surroundings and my loved ones to the point that it didn't actually make sense to me or the people around me why I was being, well, so explosive, really. And so, again, when it comes to your personal planets, they really have to be honored and they need to have expression and they deserve expression because when you ignore a part of your personality that is, well, again, so instinctual and so effortless, you ignore a large part of you. And again, blockages and anger can determine and tell you a lot of, well, how you react to certain situations and why you feel the way that you do sometimes and you may not necessarily be able to pinpoint why. Now, what the hell does that even mean? So again, bring it, bringing it all back. In the simplest terms, Mars represents, again, your desires, your passions, those goals that you have. And those goals can really be interpreted as battles that you have. And those battles are what drive you. And again, they stem from your own passions and your desires or things that you want out of life, right? And it doesn't matter how big or small it is. What matters is that it is what you want. And so how you go about achieving those goals, winning those battles, is dependent on your Mars sign. Some of us may like to plan everything out step by step, have a complete action plan. Some of us like to simply just charge forward and conquer the day. Some of us like to have a plan, but also remain flexible in case things go wrong and go with the flow, really. You're very adaptable, is what that really means. And so oftentimes, again, when you ignore those desires, it can make you angry. And so traditional descriptions of Mars represents your anger. Because again, your anger stems from your desires and your passions not having full expression. And that's why, more so than the sun, because the sun is how you shine, it's how you step out into the spotlight, even though it is a fiery energy, your Mars is the fire within you. Because again, desires and passions are just a very primal and when I mean primal, instinctual energy. It's automatic. You can't control it. Right? Like, why do you want some things in life? You just do. They don't have to, they don't have to make sense to anybody else except for you. You don't have to answer to anybody. This feels right. So you go out and you get it. And it's funny. <laughs> when I talk about my Mars sign, nobody believes that that's my Mars sign. And so it's actually because the Mars sign, well, the sign that my Mars is in is traditionally not known to be an intense energy. And anybody who knows me knows that I'm a, I am a go-getter. I have goals. I have dreams. I have lots of ambitions. And I go out and I, and I work towards them. And I always have. I've always been like that as a child. But... I've also really, really struggled with anger. And traditionally, this sign is known for being a pacifist. And I will call it out like it is. If I notice something is wrong, I will be the first one to speak up about it. Even though it does scare me to do it. So, <laughs> my Mars sign is actually in Pisces. <laughs> Fun-loving, sweet little Pisces. Innocent little Pisces. Yeah. 
My Mars sign is in Pisces. Mm-hmm. And I was in denial for the longest time. I was so, so freaking mad that the fishies represented my fire, my passion, my drive, and all the traditional descriptions for it were, ugh, they were not me. They were like, and that's, and that's the issue with traditional descriptions, is that they take, they provide too many literal descriptions without taking into consideration the entire personality of the person, other aspects that can change up your Mars sign, and also understanding the very esoteric root of the sign. And so Pisces, Mars have always been known to be weak and lazy is what they say because they're so go with the flow or they don't like to take charge and take action and they can run around feeling aimless and goalless because they don't know what they want. <laughs> and I have never been that person, ever. Even when I'm lost, it takes a split second before I sit down and figure out what I want. And so what they don't, what a lot of traditional descriptions don't talk about with Pisces is that Pisces is a very, very spiritual sign. And a lot of Pisceans are very spiritually developed because they understand things that a lot of us are still trying to figure out. And that is that our anger serves us, but it doesn't control us. And that's something that I've struggled with for years, again, with my anger issues because of so many things that happened in my life that I couldn't control. And that's what it is, is that sometimes we can't control a lot of the crap that happens to us in life, but how we react to it, we can control that. And so... Again, learning to go with the flow, that itself is a very, very difficult thing for a lot of us to do, including especially me, really. And a lot of Pisceans are go with the flow because they understand that your anger is necessary in very specific situations. If you let it control you all the time, and that's when you only over-identify with one planet or one energy it ends up consuming you. And so Pisceans understand that anger is all-consuming. And because I've spent so much of my life constantly being that angry person, that is all I knew how to feel. I just knew how to feel anger. And again, it's not something that I was able to really just flip a switch and now I'm not that person anymore. It's a work in progress. And it took me many years to get to the stage in life where I could feel settled and not let my anger consume me. And don't get me wrong, that anger will always be there. But I just bring it out when it's necessary. And that's really what Pisces and Mars do. And a lot of trying to navigate your Mars sign comes with trying to navigate your anger. And anger is an expression of repressed desires. So if you're feeling angry all the time and you don't understand why, chances are you're not giving expression to that fire within you. And it's, well, it's your soul crying out to you saying, hey, hey, I want you to listen to me. And if you don't necessarily know what it is, that lights you up and sparks that fire within you, look to your Mars sign. The themes of the sign that your Mars is in will be a big indication of what, well, not only angers you, but gets you going. And again, we can use my Piscean Mars as an example. Yes, I'm an angry person, but the things that I've noticed that always seem to anger me have always been around things that Pisceans are very passionate about. Piscean being a very selfless energy, spiritual energy, and a highly, highly empathetic energy is that when it comes to injustices, especially around things that people can't control, health, 
physical appearance. If they get, if individuals like that get picked on, that's always bothered me. And you can say that, yes, it's because of a lot of Aquarius energy that's in me as well. But, but the career that I'm in, I'm in healthcare. And I am in a very, well, the field of healthcare, well, the department of healthcare that I'm in, it's very under, <laughs> underappreciated, really, for lack of a better word. Um, and you guys can guess what it is, really, to be honest. Um, and I don't care that it's underappreciated sometimes because this is what, this is what gets me going. The fact that I'm out there able to help and able to help people, even though it's very exhausting sometimes, to me, knowing that I'm able to be of service to people, especially the individuals that necessarily can't always tell me what's going on, that has always been my passion. And it's driven me to, yes, try and make the world a better place. And it doesn't necessarily always have to be your Mars sign. Your sun sign can also give you an indication of what it is that drives you. But how you go about achieving the themes of whether your Mars sign or your sun sign is dependent on your Mars sign again. And so, yes, how you achieve your goals is again dependent on your Mars sign. Because at the end of the day, Mars, well, he was the god of war. And you have to be a tactician. You need to have, you need to have steps that you have to put into place to be able to achieve goals. And how you set about those, how you set up goals for yourself, again, is also dependent on your Mars sign. And so, again, like I mentioned before, traditional descriptions of your Mars sign have always been like, oh, it's your... It's how you um, achieve things. It's your anger. It's your sex drive. Like, no. You can, you can follow the traditional descriptions if you want. You can be my guest. But the branch of astrology that I like to follow is the esoteric again. Where it's a lot more nuanced. And it takes, a cons- it takes into consideration, well, the nuances of the human personality. And at the end of the day, your passions and your desires are what light you up and make you, yes, warm and fuzzy, similar to your sun sign, but it's what gets you going. So again, it would be a disservice to simply just simplify it to just how you go about achieving your goals and just your anger. There's so much more to it. And again, it's the same as what I said with the Venus sign. It's... The Venus sign is more than just like, oh, it's the planet of love and beauty. No, no. It helps to be able to look at it more. Because personal planets deserve proper expression. So that you can express your personality to the fullest. And you can express, well, your soul to the fullest as well. And if you don't, that leads you to problems. And so... Because the Mars sign also is a very instinctual, primal energy, your Mars sign is, also, is a very good indicator of your sexual desire. And that's another thing that our society loves to repress. Sorry, I'm very passionate about this in case you guys haven't noticed. Is sexual desire. Again, it's instinctual. It's a part of who we are. And it deserves expression. And if you repress it, it leads to it leads to some not so great things either. Now, I'm sure individuals who have grown up in very sexually repressive societies, which I feel like is a lot of us, because most societies are unfortunately sexually repressive, it doesn't allow conversations about sex to happen. But unfortunately, teenagers, adults, everybody they are curious about sex because it's a very primal and instinctual part of human nature. Well, actually just part of general, like, animal kingdom characteristics, really. 
because reproduction is normal. But also, when these conversations aren't allowed to happen, now we have individuals that are curious, but they don't have the right or appropriate resources. And now we have an influx of, well, for example, sexually transmitted diseases, teenage pregnancies, or unsafe pregnancies, or with the lack of like family planning. It could be very unsafe abortions, for example. And so that's why it's important to be, well, sexually open because it's such a normal and instinctual thing. Again, keyword instinctual, that it deserves expression. Or in other ways, it could manifest as emotional issues too, where because you've been so sexually repressed, when you encounter possible intimate moments, you don't exactly know how to go about experiencing intimacy and feeling, well, fulfilled, if that's something that, again, if you choose to be sexual or wish to be sexual, you don't always know what safe intimacy looks like and what unsafe intimacy looks like or what consensual or non-consensual intimacy looks like because you weren't always allowed to properly express it. Because again, society freaking sucks, as we all know, really. And so again, I'm going to keep going back to that point that all of our personal planets really, truly deserve expression. Especially those instinctual parts, because when they don't get expression, they kind of just like filter back into your subconscious and then manifest as something really, well, dangerous. And a really important point that I also wanted to bring to light when it comes to your Mars sign, because your Mars represents your anger, your drive and that passion, right, is toxic masculinity. Now, traditionally, and I hate these traditional descriptions because of this, and because I felt unvalidated as well, is that men only adhere to their Mars sign. Because they're the only ones that are allowed to express their masculinity. And that's not true. All of us have anger within us. There's a reason why all of us have our Mars sign with, in our charts. And traditional descriptions state that women express their Mars sign by attracting a man. So whatever... Um, Whatever sign their Mars is in is actually the traits that, um, of the man that they'll be attracted to. And like, come on, we all know sexuality is not di- a dichotomy; it's a spectrum. So obviously, that that's not true. But if you are, but I will say, if you are attracted to masculine energy, then your Mars sign is a better indicator of traits that you may be attracted to but again because your Mars sign represents your sexual desire I would say it's more so the individuals that you are sexually attracted to because it's more so uh, your Mars is more so a representation of well lust okay sorry went off on a tangent but well not really a true tangent but going back to toxic masculinity This goes back to what I talked about in the earlier episodes, where if you just over-identify with one placement and kind of ignore everything else, you become imbalanced. And so a lot of the times when men simply just adhere to toxic masculinity, where they mistake assertion for dominance and being overbearing and disregarding everybody else and simply just walking all over everybody and ignoring everybody else's needs and wishes. That is what toxic masculinity is and a negative manifestation of your Mars signs. And really, we're all a victim of toxic masculinity, especially and even individuals that identify as female, when we're told that in order to be a good female, female of society, you should not be assertive, you should be submissive, you should let everybody else have their way and you should just be accommodating 
to everybody else while ignoring all of your own desires and your own anger. And so you're told to simply just ignore your Mars and ignore the fire within you. And so you can see people that over-identify with their Mars sign, now they're at risk of coming across as just overbearing and just constantly angry. And other people that ignore their Mars sign, well, now they're just repressed and they're angry and they don't know why they're angry. Or, and then it just manifests as other things like mental illness, for example. And so you always need to give your Mars sign a healthy outlet. And the health, healthy outlet will probably, be, will probably be told by the sign that your Mars is in. Now, for me, releasing my anger had to be through spiritual outlets because of my Piscean Mars. And once I did that, I felt that sense of purpose. And so when you, re- when you express your desires, the desires of your Mars sign, that's when you'll feel that you have a sense of purpose because you have that drive. When you ignore your Mars sign, you feel aimless. You feel directionless because you're not honoring that fire. And that fire really, really drives you. It really directs you and pushes you forward. It propels you, really. And so if you're a victim of toxic masculinity, and for the most part, I would say that I was too, but I did a bit of the opposite of what society expected out of me. I wanted my voice to be heard. I was tired of feeling like nobody was listening to me. So I became overbearing. I was obnoxiously dominating. Yeah, yeah, I was that person. I was punching walls. It was bad. When I wouldn't get my way, I would just become so angry that I would start breaking things. Yeah, mm-hmm. I am not, I am not proud of it. No, none whatsoever. And again, it was because I was overreacting because I wasn't truly honoring my Mars. And really, you can see that when you don't give when you don't have a healthy outlet for your desires and your passions, it manifests as either, yes, repression or overexpression to the point that you're burning everybody around you. And so, balance, baby. Balance is important. Super, super important. And you have to find healthy outlets to express your anger. And that doesn't mean you have to go out and walk all over people. No, you have to, for me at least, and I think, I honestly really think that applies to everybody, really. When you channel your anger into your goals, into the things that light you up, that's when you have a healthy outlet for your anger. And when you have a healthy outlet for your anger, well, now... You can feel that balance to go about expressing all the other sides to your personality. So don't be me. Don't be going around. Pun- don't be old me. I am not that person. No, I promise you. I assure you. I don't go around punching walls anymore. I have found a balance for my anger. I channel my anger into the things that I am passionate about. This podcast. My career my loved ones, and my other creative outlets, and my other spiritual outlets that I have. And so, just to really sum it all together, your Mars really is what lights you up. It's that fire under your ass, and it's what lets you go about completing your goals. So it gives you that sense of purpose, that drive. And because it's such a primal instinctual energy, it's usually a very good indicator of who you are sexually attracted to and your own sexual desires. So a lot of the times your kinks, your kinks will tell you, will be, well, your Mars sign will tell you what your kinks are or what your partner's kinks are too. Or, um, honestly, when it comes to sexual compatibility, I'd say look at the Mars sign. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, depending on what your Mars sign is, maybe your partner likes things slow. Maybe you like things fast, you know, 
I, I really think Mars is a very, very good indicator of sexual compatibility. Yes, you can look at moon sign for emotional compatibility when it comes to um, sexual compatibility as well. But, you know, if you just want something, if you just want the instinctual lust, just look at the Mars sign. Not that you're going to pull out, like, some your date's birth chart just to figure out if you're going to have some good some good fun times later on in the evening. But, you know, if you were that person, why not? <laughs> it'll, save, it'll save you a lot of time. Yeah. But, again, astrology exists to serve you, not rule you. So, do what you want with this information, really. I take no responsibility. <laughs> I hope I was able to hone in on the true energy of Mars. Mars is, again, a very, very personal planet. Like, it's a personal planet for me. Well, that's redundant to say. It's a personal planet for everybody, but... It, it holds a very special place in my heart because I spent most of my life trying to ignore my anger when in reality I was just not necessarily giving expression to my desires. And that's why, that's probably why I was always so angry. And I was a victim of circumstances that I couldn't necessarily control. Now learning to manage my reactions to those circumstances really helped bring a lot of peace to me and make it easier for me to go about achieving my desires and dreams. And that's what it is, really. At the end of the day, your Mars represents your dreams. And how you go about, well, manifesting those dreams is dependent on your beautiful, your beautiful little red planet known as Mars. So again, honor that side within you. As I've been doing for all of the other episodes, I'll talk a little bit about all of the Mars signs. And so, again, where you manif- where you express your Mars energy, that anger, the drive, that ambition, will be dependent on where your Mars is placed. So, my Mars, for example, is in my fourth house. So, for me, my loved ones, my family, creating a safe space. For me and for my loved ones is very important. And that's where my anger really comes out. If my loved ones are going to be affected potentially, I lose it. A lot of the times I'm actually very calm. But if anybody comes near my loved ones, that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. I'm coming for you. It's actually not that good. But I, yeah, I'm that person. For some people, a triggering point and yes, again, your anger, your trigger. A triggering point could be your career. For some people, it could be routines. For some people, it could be communication, right? But those trigger points can be an indicator of wounds. Wounds that you have with your anger. Wounds that you have with not being able to express yourself to the fullest. Because we've always been told, don't be too much. Only express the good, not the negative. So again, you can have wounds associated with your Mari sign that you may not necessarily be aware of. And usually a good place to start is if you're feeling angry and you don't necessarily know why. Your Mars sign could tell you a thing or two about that. Or if you just feel directionless and depressed and like that you don't have a sense of purpose. And I don't mean clinically depressed. I mean, <clears throat> again... Depressed in the sense that you feel like you have no sense of purpose. Oh my god, I've been talking a lot. My voice is cracking. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> but I promise we're almost near the end. So again, if you have your Mars and Aries, you go about achieving your goals in a very take charge, take charge kind of method and manner. It's like the ram bulldozing through things because again Aries is the ram and Mars rules over Aries so Mars is in its home sign really if anything 
but it's an Aries. And because you just charge forward, you don't necessarily always have the stamina to follow through with your goals because you blaze through everything. And while it's good for goals and activities that require that intensity for a short amount of time, maybe you need to look into other methods to, for long-term goals. Now, if you have Mars and Taurus, I just remembered something real quick and I have to mention it. Your Mars sign is a very, very good indicator of your martial arts fighting style or just your fighting style in general. There's this YouTuber called Silver Sun, Silver Sun Astrology. And the YouTuber's name is Penny. She's an astrologer and a martial artist. And she has an amazing video where she goes through all the Mars sign and their potential martial arts fighting style. And watching that video felt, well, it validated me completely to the max because, uh, big surprise, martial arts has been my outlet to channel a lot of my anger. And it's a really cool video. And I will probably post um, the video link on the official post. But as I was saying, Mars and Taurus is a little bit different than Aries. Taurus is a very I, slow, slow and steady energy. So when they go about setting their mind to something and it takes out and that's the reason why it takes them a while to hone in on their goals. Because when they set their mind to something, you cannot budge them. You cannot budge the bull for a reason. They are focused and determined and they will follow through with it. Sometimes even for plans that they know will fail, because they put their mind to it, they will not budge. And so they're really good for goals or situations that involve that stamina, that involve them to take it in the long run. And so... <clears throat> The goals that they do have are usually centered around tangible things. The, the things that bring them comfort. Because, again, it's an earth sign. If you have your Mars in Gemini, Gemini is an air sign. Geminis are very adaptable. And so when they go about achieving, and they can have multiple goals because of that. Because they're so excited by the world around them by many different ideas. So they can have multiple goals that they're achieve that they're going through at all at once. And they can go back and forth from one thing to another. And if things change, they're more than capable of switching it up. And because it's the sign of communication as well, the way that they the goals that they probably have are centered around communication. Centered around being able to talk to people and explore different ideas and get out those different ideas to people again through communication and oh, one of their strengths is probably the fact that they're able to simply just talk to anybody they're just so exciting to be around really and they can talk to just about anybody because of that adaptability that they have now if you have your mars and cancer cancer is a very emotional sign because it's a water sign Cancers will go about achieving things or goals, things. Well, going about goals and desires that spark their emotional landscape, really. So whatever that emotionally captivates them, emotionally really triggers them. And a lot of the times it could be with their family, mom especially. Um, that brings them, that gives them the sense of purpose. If they have an emotional attachment to their goals, you know that they're going to go about grabbing that goal and making it its bitch <laughs> because of that emotional, that emotional attachment that cancers are known to have. If you have your Mars in, sorry, what comes after cancer? Oh my gosh. Do I even know what I'm talking about? Mars and Leo, another fire sign. Leos love, again, as we know, love being in the spotlight. And so goals that will allow them to be known, to be in the spotlight, and for the world to know who they are, really, that is what will get a Leo Mars going. 
And again, it has to be something that they are very passionate about, something very close to their heart. Otherwise, they won't care. And because it's more of a fixed energy than, say, an Aries, even though it is fiery, they can stick through goals in the long run. Very similar to Taurus because this Taurus is also a fixed sign like Leo. I will talk about that in other episodes. And again, if it's not something that they're passionate about, if it doesn't set them on fire, they won't go about they won't go about even looking at those goals. But Leo Mars are very, very good at being in the spotlight. They can handle it. They can handle the heat. Virgo Mars. Now, most people actually think I'm a Virgo Mars because I'm very analytical when it comes to my goals and how I go about achieving my desires. I have a plan. I have multiple plans. And that's what Virgo Mars does. And so... And I will actually get into why people t- uh, people actually thought I was a Virgo Mars. But that will be another episode. And that has to do with when you ignore. You ignore the energy of, of one of your little aspects or planets. And so Virgo Mars are very, very analytical. They, are, they have that intense attention to detail. And those details help them achieve their goals because they're so detail-oriented the chances of them making a mistake next to nothing and that's what makes them that perfectionist because they have that intense eye for detail and so when they go about doing things you know that they have a full like a foolproof plan and it's absolutely insane to actually see in real time it's terrifying (laughs) Because, holy crap, they have thought about it all. Because they're such thinkers. Yes, they're an earth sign, but they're very pragmatic because of how analytical they are mentally. Mars and Libra. So Libra being the sign of balance, of harmony, and of the scales, essentially justice, whenever Libra's well, Libra and Mars, notice things that are unbalanced or, again, situations that aren't fair, that will spark their anger. And it's funny because Libra and Mars are like stereotyped as not necessarily always giving expression to their anger because it's not a nice, beautiful, harmonious emotion. But honestly, that's not true. In order for Libra and Mars to feel balanced, they have to give expression to their anger. But their anger only comes out in those specific situations, really, when they notice that justice has not been, well, met for situations that, again, are unbalanced, disharmonious. But again, because they have that fine eye for harmony, for balance, They're really good at using their surroundings to help them achieve their goals, whether that be through people or actual physical things in their surroundings because of that, well, fine eye for making sure that things are, again, balanced. Now, if you have Mars and Scorpio, now the traditional ruler for for Scorpio is also Mars. The new, the new age ruler for Scorpio now is Pluto, but we still take Mars into consideration for Scorpio. And so it's in its home sign as well. And so Scorpio, again, a very intense energy. So when they go about their goals, they actually, they go about them in secretive ways. <laughs> you won't even know what their ambitions, their drives are really. And so you won't even know that they're actually plotting something. And I have to say plotting because they're so secretive until it actually happens. But they have that very fine attention to detail because they're so intense. Because they're a water sign at the end of the day, they have that emotional attachment to their goals. And whatever they're emotionally attached to is wherever they put their full attention and intensity and focus into. That's what gives them that like intense attention to detail. 
if you have your Mars and Sagittarius, you're very, also very adaptive. And it's a, it's a fire, it's a fire sign at the end of the day. And so whatever your passions are, whatever, whatever really lights up, lights you up at the end of the day is what is going to push you forward into achieving your, your goals and your dreams because it's a fire sign. But a lot of the times, because Sagittarius is such an expansive energy, they really like exploring new cultures, new ideas. You'll find that that free-spirited energy that they have allows them to go about achieving their goals. So when things go wrong, that positive outlook that they have because they're so good at expanding their horizons, it prevents them from becoming dejected when their goals don't work out. If something doesn't work out, they'll find another way because they're so expansive and open-minded. And honestly, it's really refreshing. Be And for me, at least, as well. Because their first instinct is to see what can I change? Was my goal realistic in the first place? Rather than trying to beat themselves up over it if they're not able to attain their goals. So, again, super refreshing. Mars and Capricorn. Capricorn. Holy crap, Capricorn in Mars is, is whoo, it's a force to be reckoned with, in my opinion. To see them in action is, again, very terrifying because they're such goal-oriented people to begin with. And then you put that with Mars, these people will always, always achieve their goals. It doesn't matter how long it'll take. They'll f- they will make sure it happens because being an earth sign, they're usually very patient. And so they will have plan A to Z, similar to Virgo, foolproof plans that they can use to make sure that they go about achieving their goals. Their goals will be achieved. You know it. And they, excuse me, they will spend and take as long as it needs to make sure that those goals are reached is really, really scary. And it doesn't matter what their goals are, really. If they set their mind to it, you know what's happening. Again, terrifying. Mars and Aquarius, Aquarius being the unconventional sign, they have a different way of going about their goals. But being a fixed sign, when they set their mind to something, you know it's going to happen as well. They are good with long-term projects. But because Aquarius is the the humanitarian sign as well, their goals are usually around, centered around, well, humanitarian causes. Those are the things that give them that drive, that passion. It sets them, it sets them on fire and gets them going. And so usually they'll be focused on trying to make the world a better place, really. They will always have that drive for that. And that is what they'll always be focusing and working towards. And whoever they encounter in their path, they'll never really judge them. And they'll realize and they'll be open to anybody who can come and help them. Open-minded they really are. They're really open to any new ideas that can help them. Or any new or like alternative ways that can help them achieve their goals. Now, last but not least, my Mars sign. Again, I talked a lot about Mars sign, but Mars, um, I mean, Piscean Mars sign, sorry. Now, Piscean Mars, again, they have a very, they're definitely very adaptable. But the goals that they have, a lot of them will be based on things that are, they're very passionate about in the sense that the things that spark their empathetic side. So... Say they see, they see underdogs or the voiceless being hurt unnecessarily in any way. They will go out of their way to dedicate their selflessness into helping these individuals. Into making sure that they get the justice that they deserve. And so... They can be, again, like I said, adaptable because they're so go with the flow. But they will dedicate their anger 
to just very specific moments, but that again are centered around other individuals. But when it comes to them and their own desires, sometimes they're not always the best at giving expression to them because they're so focused on so many other individuals because of how selfless they are. Have for the Mars signs. Again, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening for this long. Because again, my podcast episodes just keep getting longer and longer. Maybe I should just stop talking in the beginning and just go straight into it. But again, this is the end of the Personal Planet series. And so if you want to continue listening for the rest of the Planet series, you can continue because I'm probably not going to stop talking about astrology and there will never be a shortage of episodes. But if you find that this is too much and this is it, um, anything beyond that is a little bit overwhelming, it's okay. That's fine. No judgment as always. But if you want to listen for more, tune in next week for another episode that will be just as long where I'll be talking about Jupiter. So again, thank you for listening. And until next time, bye-bye.